Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Let's read these scriptures and then after that, God will bless us with the topic. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 33. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. 23, please. 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. Amen. All right. We thank God for these scriptures. So, even though I don't have a topic for what we are about to say, we are in our month of um, prayer, discernment, and soul winning. And I believe they go hand in hand in building us up as Christians. So I want to talk about preach the gospel. That's the topic for our message today. And then we want to know why we are to preach the gospel as saints or as Christians. In all these scriptures that we have heard, Christ did it. He preached the gospel. Whether it was before a miracle he did or it was after a miracle, he preached the gospel. There are so many scriptures that indicate that why God came was to preach the gospel. Why Christ came was to preach the gospel. So if we say we are Christians, Christians is not because you go to church on Sunday. It's because you are imitators of Christ. If we say we are Christians, then there's a need to preach the gospel. Because that is what Christ did. That is what our Savior did. Right? From the scriptures, that is what he did. Right? So we are supposed to preach the gospel. That is uh, why that we are supposed to preach the gospel. Just because Christ did it. We don't need anything apart from that. Either person you claim you are following. Or the person you claim you are imitating. Did something. Then I think it's, it's right that you imitate the person. So if Christ preached the gospel then that's why enough why we should also preach the gospel is that okay alright so now if we should preach the gospel who is supposed to preach the gospel okay who is supposed to preach the gospel we've already established that Christ did it so we are supposed to preach the gospel we want to read Luke chapter 14 verse 23 Luke chapter 14 verse 23 then the master said to the servant Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Amen. Amen. Are we servants of Christ? According to the scripture we just read, the master said unto the servants, now if Christ is our master, then we are the servants. And according to the scripture, the servants are supposed to go out and compel them to come. Inasmuch as we are Christians, you don't expect Christ to come down to tell your fellow neighbor that give your life to Christ. 
you understand? We are the servants. You have experienced Christ. So you are supposed to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Shall we read John chapter 4 verse 34 and 35 as well? John chapter 4 verse 34 and 35. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Amen. Amen. So in the scripture too, we see that we are the ones who are supposed to preach the gospel. Now you ask yourself, hey, media, I don't know what to do. Like, how am I supposed to do it? You know, nowadays in this world where a lot of people prefer their privacy, it's, it's an irony because we like to, we have social media and all that. We like to even post what we are eating. But when it comes to interpersonal human relations, we, we claim to be private people. You know, everybody doesn't want anybody in their business. Nobody wants anybody's nose in their business. So it's like, go out and preach. Hey, how is the person going to take it? How am I going to do it? You know, there's that fear. It's the reality on the ground. You may be anointed. You may be, you have the word. You may be very eloquent. You may be very good orally. But when they say preach the gospel, go out there and then tell somebody that Christ died for you. It becomes a problem. Sometimes the how is a problem. How to do it is a problem. So you would ask yourself, how am I going to do it? How do I do it? My answer to that is start where you are. If it's just one scripture you know, let's say John 3.16. God saved you with a John 3.16. That's all you know since you came to Christ. You can tell your fellow human being the John 3.16 that you know. Now, if you are so anointed, God has so graced you that signs follow you where you go. According to scripture, Jesus preached the gospel. He healed the lame. He healed the sick. Just where you are, what you've been graced with, tell somebody. You don't need to be um, very anointed or, yes, you have to be anointed, but you don't need to be, you know, um, ordained or you don't need to be a bishop before you tell somebody that Christ died for you. Just start where you are. Whatever you have, start where you are. And then... um, there are a lot of hows we can preach the gospel. I want to elaborate some of them because sometimes we, we don't have the courage to really go out there even though it's expected of us. So harvest are waiting and then you know you're supposed to preach the gospel. Sometimes you, you are unable to, maybe due to circumstances like work or stuff, when it's time for evangelism, you can't go, okay? Or where you are, you don't have access to people. In this our world of privacy, you don't have access to people. Start where you are. The people around you, where God has given you, you know, maybe there's a missionary. Another way is you hear there are missions going on. There's a missionary going on. You can't be a missionary. If they say leave your work and then go and stay somewhere like Kanjaga in the Sandema district and then come and preach the word, you may not go because there's no light. There's no light there. There's no light in Kanjaga. The bus, you see the bus one day uh, one day in a week. That's where a bus comes for you to connect to go to another village. You may not go. Okay, so when you hear that, okay, there are missions going on. They are sending a sister or a brother to Kanjaga. You, if they say go, you won't go because you want to be in Accra. What do you do? You give your widow's might. Whatever that they are asking for, you have the money. You cannot go physically. Give your widow's might. You know there's missions going on. Don't just stay and be like you can't go. If your widow's might can go, if your widow's might can buy a kerosene lamp for the missionary that is going, give your widow's might. It's also a how. Okay? All right. And then, now, maybe 
you too, you can't go. You have work. You have responsibilities. Nowadays, Charlie, life is hard. You have responsibilities. You cannot go. You cannot go. But you can go on your knees and pray. You can support that missionary with your prayer. You can go on your knees and pray. The Lord, as they are going, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. No matter what they are going to say, if the Holy Spirit doesn't give the conviction, forget about it. You can go on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, convict somebody. Holy Spirit, draw the loss to yourself. Because Jesus says, if it's lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. You can pray. If you cannot go, you can pray. Or we all know how to pray, don't we? So you can pray. Get on your knees. Pray for that mission. You hear that Sunday there's evangelism or Saturday there's evangelism. There's a call to do evangelism. You cannot go. You have lectures on Saturday. Or you have work on Saturday. Or you have family engagements on Saturday. But you can pray for the people that are going. You can't just sit down and be like, I can't go. So you be there. Pray for the people that are going. Hallelujah. That's how you can also do it. And then, um, now, there are children around you. Maybe you don't have children yourselves. You have nieces, you have nephews. These children nowadays, some of the things that are on the screens for children in the name of cartoons is, is just is so sad. You know, you have access to nieces, you have access to nephews, you have access to children in their area. Plant seeds in them. Tell them about Christ. It's not everybody who look, it's not everybody who has a chance for their for their mom or their dad to bring them to Sunday school. And even most of the Sunday schools, like Apostle will say, they are going to color Noah boots. So when he goes back to school, whatever is trending is what he will do. Whatever toy or game the friends have is what they will participate in. So the children around you, sow seeds in them. And I tell you, those seeds will not go waste in Jesus' name. Because even as you sow the seeds, somebody else will water it later in life. And that child will grow up with Christ. It's also like how to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. All right, now it's like we are talking about um, preach the gospel, preach the gospel. Okay, so when I do it, what is in it for me? Let's talk about what is not in it for you. Why you have to preach the gospel. It is not, it's not something that you have to be pampered to do. It's a command from our king. You don't have to be pampered to preach the gospel. You can't come for evangelism. You can tell your Uber driver about Christ. That shatawale he's playing. When he's, you sit in the car, you can tell him to put off the shatawale. And you should be convicted in your spirit enough when he argues with you to tell him why you want him to put off the shatawale. And tell him in the why he may be convicted of Christ. It's another way to do it. So let's know, let's look at the why you must preach the gospel. It's a command first of all. And then we want to read Ezekiel chapter 17, verse 17 to 20. Or let's just read 17 because of time. Ezekiel 3, 17. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Amen. Amen. Say, son of man, I have made you a watchman over Israel. Can we read the following verse as well? When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. The Bible yeah. says his blood I will require out of your hand. It should scare you. You see the lady in your area that when she wakes up, she wears skimpy clothes and you'd be like, hey, girl, wait. You are saved. You didn't tell her. You didn't point out the error of your ways to her. Today, if you see what's a shock, God will ask you. He will ask you. 
he will ask you. You see that your classmate, the one that goes to club and be like, hey, this girl, she came to school to study. What is she doing? You didn't tell her. And then she went to the beach and drowned. You had Christ. You didn't share. God will ask you. He will require the blood from your hand. Oh, they will ask you. God will ask you. You see that child, that child that you didn't tell, that you didn't tell the Bible story to, but you gave the game to play on your phone? Yes, that child. If you hear that they've died tomorrow, God will ask you. It's the Bible that is saying they will require the blood from your hand. You see how you enjoyed the Shatawale in the Uber and you didn't tell the Uber driver to put it off? When he gets an accident and he dies, God will ask you. It will be sad that on the day of judgment, you have lived your, you have lived your life. Okay? You have lived your life. You have, you have lived your life to the best of your knowledge. You are a righteous person. You are a holy person. Only for you to get to the judgment seat of Christ. And because of somebody you didn't tell, you end up with them in hell. It will be so sad. So instead of the rewards, these are what I want to tell you. If you don't remember anything at all, if you don't preach, God will ask you. Amen. This brings the preaching to our end because of time. We want to pray just three prayers. We want to bow down your head at where you are and just preach and just just these three prayers. Just pray that God, Father, have mercy. You see the person who died that I didn't tell. My family member that I say, hey, Auntie Wu, and he didn't tell her to stop drinking. God, have mercy on me that I didn't tell them. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. And then pray that, Father, give me the boldness so that when the opportunity gives itself, even if it's not a church evangelical call or it's not that you should bring somebody to church, in your small corner, God should give you the boldness to be able to preach the gospel. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the day. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you that your mercy are renewed every day. Father, in this area of soul winning that we seem to be failing, we pray and we ask your Lord that you give us mercy. Father, and give us your boldness so that we can preach in season and out of season. We bless your name. At the end of the day, let all glory be given to you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.